Hello and welcome to ITIC Insight, the podcast which shares loss prevention advice from ITIC, the world's leading provider of professional indemnity insurance for transport professionals everywhere. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of ITIC's podcast ITIC Insight. My name's Melanie Daglish and I'm a director with ITIC. Uh, I'm one of the underwriters and one of the roles that I have is to head up our underwriting for professionals within the aviation sector. So very exciting moment this morning because it's actually the first aviation podcast that ITIC has done. I'm very lucky to be joined today by Alan Phelan, who is the CEO of APTN, so the Aircraft Professionals Technical Network. I'll ask um, Alan to give us some details in a moment about APTN, who they are, what they do. Just a few words for anyone listening who may be uh, sort of unsure of what it does within the aviation sector. We are a professional liability insurer and we insure aviation professionals. So rather than insuring the aircraft, we insure people who provide services to the aircraft. So whether that's the operators, the owners, the leasing companies, etc., We are a mutual insurer, so we're not-for-profit. The premiums that are paid are invested and they're used to then pay the claims that are brought to us by the insured. So, you know, hopefully all being well, everything balances out. We currently insure aviation professionals in every continent and across a range of activities. So from the kind of the surveyors and the technical managers, the guys working on behalf of the leasing companies to sort of make sure that the aircraft are being operated as they should right through to air charter brokers and sort of managers of business jets so uh, really a wide uh, range of insureds across the GA and the commercial aviation sectors anyway that's enough from me Uh, I'm going to pass over to Alan now firstly say uh, good morning to Alan thanks very much for joining us and um, yeah perhaps you could tell us a little bit about yourself and APTN Good morning, Melanie. Thank you for inviting me this morning. My name is Alan Phelan. I have a background in aircraft engineering, having worked for Lufthansa Technique in the past in jet engine overhaul. APTN.aero, I like to kind of use the .aero bit as well because it kind of signifies we're in the aviation sector, is the Aircraft Professionals Technical Network. And it was set up in 2019. The reason it was set up because I felt that there was no real professional body out there or network for all of the aircraft technical professionals that were working on primarily commercial aircraft, but it also applies to regional jets and private jets as well, but primarily in in the commercial aerospace uh, sector. So yeah, so from February 2019, we set about creating a platform that could be useful to members to help them advertise their skills and to show their availability to potential clients around the world. The platform was also designed to uh, provide them with uh, upskilling and continuous professional development opportunities through the use of online courses. We also uh, want to provide the membership with professional services such as financial services, insurance services like you provide to the industry, yeah. And, and other products that might help them in their day-to-day work and make their life easier. So that's what APTN.air is all about. We uh, have now, in the space of, I suppose, 18 months, grown from zero members to over 820 members in 102 countries. All continents are provided for. And yeah, so we have a very active communication network going on with members via WhatsApp groups for, for various regions, 
We've also set up chapter leaders in various countries around the world. So we are now our 30 chapter leaders mm-hmm. and we will grow that over the next six to 12 months uh, to cover other parts of the world. So it's been an interesting time and rapid development of the platform. Yeah, it sounds great. I mean, certainly that's a really, a really good level of growth, isn't it? From going from zero to the number of members that you have now over 18 yeah. months. Yeah. Did you find then that it was definitely something that people reacted favorably to? Absolutely. I think people, especially with the pandemic, they found themselves working from home and isolated from their fellow professionals, not traveling as much. And I think what helped the growth as fast as it, as it did was the fact that a lot of aviation engineering service companies were finding it difficult to get inspectors to aircraft in various locations around the world because of travel restrictions. Mm-hmm. So having access to a platform like aptn.aero, they were able to find those skilled people in the countries when they needed them and where they needed them. So that was one of the, the driving forces behind the growth over the last 12 months. I think now as things kind of, as things kind of ease out of, of the pandemic, and people are traveling more. I think a lot of the leasing companies and engineering service companies have realized they don't need to send a guy from, you know, from Ireland to, to Hong Kong to, for a two-day inspection when they can easily find the guy with the right skills locally. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the benefits of the pandemics, you know, uh, that, that, that I've seen. Yeah, sure. So if you're, um, you're an aircraft engineer and you want to join APTN, what are the sorts of checks that, and information that you have to provide? So um, we're open to anybody that has relevant experience on commercial aircraft technical side. It could be mechanic, manager, engineer, you know, technician. So when you apply, I mean, it's very simple, three-step process on the, on the platform, contact details, what aircraft and what engines and services that you have worked on. Uh, you attach your LinkedIn profile. I, I would recommend that it is a good professional LinkedIn profile in English that uh, makes it easy for others to, to review. So with that information, we have a, an approval process which takes a very short time and uh, nine times out of 10, you, you're approved and you join the uh, platform as an ATP member, which is Aircraft Technical Professional. So yeah, very simple joining process. Yeah, I mean, and LinkedIn's great, isn't it? I know that's how we first made contact was through a, a, a post that we put on there about the insurance that we can provide for camos. And obviously you saw that and thought, Oh, that looks interesting. But do I, I really like LinkedIn. I think it's it's a great way to contact people that otherwise you would you would really struggle to to sort of to get contact with because you know maybe you'd try ringing the company and you'd get to the secretary on the front desk who won't let you speak to them because she thinks you're cold calling and all this sort of thing. So I find it it's it, a great way to grow your platform. And I think especially with everything that's gone on recently, like you said, you know, like people can't haven't been able to fly out to. Hong Kong from Ireland to do an inspection on an aircraft. So actually knowing that there's someone there in the area that can do it for you is uh, is is all the better. So you mentioned about there being chapter leaders. So is that then obviously looking at particular areas of engineering or technical uh, skills? No, the, not, not, not necessarily. The chapter leader basically is the aptn.aero representative in a particular country. And his main fo- function is to grow the membership in that country. But also, he will be the kind of the eyes and, e- eyes and ears for APTN in the country. So if, if I have an approach from a lessor in Dublin that says, Alan, I have two aircraft that need to be inspected in 
for example, Kenya. Do you know anybody in Kenya? Or have you members in Kenya? So on particular skills. So I would go straight to the chapter leader, first of all, and ask him to contact the members that are there, see if their interests available, have the skills necessary. So he's kind of the eyes and ears for aptn.air on that country. And also he's there to answer questions for other chapter leaders, APTN members on any issue to do that with, with that country. So every week, for example, with the chapter leaders, we have what we call country report and chapter leader will present a presentation on airlines, airports, MROs in the country, aircraft that are parked, engineering skills that are available, you know, and, and you know, good market intelligence on commercial air, aviation in that particular country. So it's, it's a good knowledge base then for other members if they have projects coming up that are in that country or they need need other information. You know, if we're sending, let's say, equipment to be repaired to a particular country or an MRO, the chapter leader can find the contacts and, and other info that they need before they kind of land on site. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And do you think as well, the fact that obviously yourselves being um, sort of headquartered in Ireland helps as well, because obviously centre of the aircraft leasing industry, really. So it's kind of, you know, the place that people associate with uh, aircraft leasing companies. And of course, they're often the people who are needing to get guys out there to make sure that the sort of the aircraft is their asset, if you like, is being sort of maintained and operated correctly and all the rest of it. Yeah, it, it does help. And it, like I said, one, one of the, you know, the reasons I set up APT in that era is I found a lot of these technical consultants working for leasing companies, you know, were were kind of scattered and not well organized. But I mean, APTN.era could have been set up in any country in the world, to be honest, right? It's really about a worldwide platform and network. It can be managed from any other country in the world. It's, it's good to have that network of leasing companies and contacts of chief technical officers there and they will be the main kind of target we have i should have mentioned you know a corporate membership in terms of apt and enterprise members we call them and they pay a, a higher fee to access the platform to be able to search for people and the skills when and where they need it so yeah we have a mixture of leasing companies but also we have airlines we have um, engineering service companies and some financiers who are enterprise members. So it's a wide range of enterprise members, clients on, on the platform too. Yeah, that's, that sounds really good. And you mentioned as well that you do training for through the platform as well. I know I'd had a look on your YouTube channel and I could see that you'd done training for APTM members in the past and you could kind of have a look at the, the videos that were saved there on YouTube. I think, I suspect, I suspect especially during the pandemic when lots of people were unfortunately grounded along with the aircraft I guess like that was a, a great time for people to kind of get the CPD hours off and get a bit of learning in when they weren't busy flying out from one place to the other. Yeah absolutely um, so there was an opportunity there with, with Zoom obviously to do online training and, and information courses on various aspects of commercial aviation. We did some you know live workshops prior to the pandemic and I think you were in Dublin for one of those which was great and we hope to go, go back to doing those again now shortly. Yep. And we work with other uh, training organizations as well. We, we, we're we not providing training. We work with partner uh, companies and we will load up their content onto the platform. So you can select from the menu of courses that are there for a particular skill that you want to upskill on. We're not selling it. You know, you can pick courses that are to your budget from, from the menu of services. And that's how we hope to, you know, contribute to the CDP aspect of, of aviation technical professionals. 
Yeah, it's it's important. Even believe it or not, even in insurance, you have to do CPD. <laughs> yeah, yeah, even yeah. though I think most people think that <laughs> that insurers don't know anything. Apparently, we do because we have to do these CPD hours. But yeah, it's yeah, I think it's part of life these days. So, I mean, generally, I guess during the pandemic, I mean, obviously everybody was aware that aircraft were grounded worldwide. Did you see a? I guess you must must have really seen a change in the kind of roles that these um that the the members of aptm were being asked to to sort of fulfill and the different tasks i guess from looking at an aircraft that was grounded yeah no the 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 a lot of my non-aviation friends would have said alan your, your business must be very quiet now with, with the pandemic but i always say to them the same number of aircraft exist today as they did two years ago whether they're up in the air or on the ground they still need to be maintained and looked after so there's an aspect of, of aircraft technical management called called CAMO. Maybe you've heard of it before. Continuous aircraft management. Yeah. And that that is particular skill. So there was a huge demand for CAMO-related skills in the last 12 to 18 months to manage aircraft that were parked on the ground to make sure that mm. they were preserved and stored correctly and that, uh, you know, the, the rearwardness directors were kept kept up to, to date and records were kept up to date. So yeah, there was there was a shift from hands-on maintenance to camo and managing the aircraft in storage. And a lot of guys found work in that particular area during the pandemic. And again, fi- finding areas to store aircraft was a difficult issue as well. So then, then it became, you know, finding the right camo guys in these storage locations because you couldn't move them from A to B to, to look after aircraft. So that was some of the the pivoting that we had to do during the pandemic in aircraft technical. Yeah, so it's it's really interesting that you mentioned camos. There. So camos is one of the key areas in which ITIC ensures. I think it's pretty much when we when we really first started seeing an increase in membership on the aviation side, it was primarily through uh, the camo sector, really. From a professional liability point of view, it's, it's a great risk. You know, the camos tend to have pretty good contracts with their clients, so it makes it really clear that it's a... It's a hands-off role because, from our perspective, what we don't like to ensure is the, um, you know, the, the kind of the hands-on work. We're much more about the people that kind of arrange and survey and, you know, calculate and analyze, as opposed to the guys actually picking up the tools and doing the job. But yeah, it's it, it's a great risk, and actually, some of the claims we've seen on the camo side have been have been really interesting. You know, it, usually it's because there's been an AOG incident. And the AOG incident is either linked to the fact that maybe the aircraft isn't hasn't necessarily been maintained in an airworthy condition, and the camos then kind of drawn into that situation. We've got one at the moment where there was an AOG incident because of a an alleged failure to apply an AD, which actually we're disputing on behalf of the insured because you know we believe that there's a defence to that allegation. So, yeah, it's a it's a really a really interesting area and I think throwing into the fact that you have so many aircraft that were grounded for so long you know it's uh, as I often say to people when you're looking at claims professional liability claims it's not a case of just asking whether the person was negligent that you insured but even if if they were like are the losses reasonable you know do they stem from stem from um, you know the actual kind of error or negligent act that the that the insured is supposed to have committed so yeah, it's, it's it's interesting to know that you you sort of saw an increased sort of inquiries from camos because I, I would say we definitely did too. So yeah, it's definitely more inquiries coming through the door from firms that are surveyors. 
I mean, as well as, well as, as all of the aircraft were parked, uh, a lot of new aircraft came out of Airbus and, and Boeing that uh, won't find homes for a while. And I'm sure that's a, a new and interesting area of risk as well, because you have new manuals, you have new procedures, mm. new materials as well. So, uh, you know, the insurance of those assets and, and the professional indemnity insurance around it, I'm sure, is a new area to be looked at too. Mm, definitely, because you know someone's got to write those manuals and someone's got to train the um, the aircrew to operate the aircraft. So yeah, definitely, there's a whole different sort of area there, isn't there, coming out? I guess as well from if you're Airbus or Boeing, you kind of want to know how much those aircraft are going to be utilised as well. I think if I was them, I'd be <laughs> that might be uh, one of my concerns. So I guess that leads nicely on to kind of the next area, really, which is what what do you think the challenges are that face I guess the aviation sector, but more specifically members of APTN going forwards. Yeah, I mean, I suppose uh, people who found themselves out of work and need to find work post-pandemic. They also need to keep their skills current and access to OEM data, I think, is an important area that needs to be looked at as well. A lot of the aircraft technical consultants that, that I've seen you know, depend on airlines' manuals and access to, to airlines' technical data to do the work that they need to do. Another aspect of challenges post-pandemic would be skill shortages. You know, there has been some consolidation and redundancies. Even yesterday, we saw Lufthansa Technique Shannon was taken over by Atlantic Aviation and there are 180 redundancies uh, announced there. So, you know, trying to fill that gap of, of, a lot of those guys will move out of the the aviation industry into other industries. So now we have a skill shortage that we need to fill and that will be a challenge in the future for commercial aviation. Uh, and it's, it's up to kind of local governments and uh, schools and universities uh, to identify the skill shortages and encourage and, and show, you know, students uh, that, that commercial aviation is an interesting area to work in, a challenging area and a fun area to work in. Yeah, definitely. I know um, I certainly think I've found it to be, you know, we uh, I say we ensure um, across the transport sectors, so marine, aviation, rail, and I think, you know, there are lots of aspects of aviation that I think are, are really sort of, um, I can see that if you're a young person and you're starting out and you want to find yourself a good career, then aviation is a great sector to go into because it's it's so diverse and very structured. And yeah, I can see, yeah, from the perspective of someone entering the world of work, there's a lot of opportunity there. And it will be going forward, you know, I mean, because there's a lot of developments uh, on the um you know, carbon emissions in aircraft and, and uh, making aircraft more sustainable. And I think you want to see more international travel once all the restrictions are lifted. So it'll be back to where it was before and it'll be a quote industry. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, when this is all kind of a, a distant bad memory, people are still going to need to travel. So, you know, where you've got the need to travel, you're going to have aircraft. So long may you continue. Well, I think we'll probably wrap things up there. So firstly, thank you. Thank you very much, Alan, for joining us. It's been great talking to you, especially after so long, since I think it was actually my last trip on an aircraft was actually over to see yourselves in Dublin in uh, February last year. So um, it's been nice to uh, nice to chat with you again and um, hopefully um, see you again in the future. Very good. Thanks for the invite and look forward to working with you. And uh... Hopefully we see more of our APTN.Aero members uh, using your services. I think you're very competitive and uh, you've worked very well with us in providing competitive quotes for the membership. And I think we've seen inquiries as far apart as the Philippines and Chile coming into ITIC for quotes in professional indemnity insurance. So long may that continue. Thanks again. 
Absolutely. Lovely to speak to you. All right. Thanks, Melanie. Thank you for listening to Itic Insight. We hope you found this edition interesting and informative. To ensure you never miss an episode, follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and wherever you get your podcasts.